Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of All Too Familiar. Joining me today for this conversation is my friend, Mary, who I went to college with. Mary, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Mary. So to give you a little background about Mary and I's relationship, we both speak Mandarin, and I can't think of the English equivalent term for this, but in Chinese, it's which means someone who essentially started like college before you right yeah it's like i mean school and jia is like older sister so yeah saying i'm your senior yeah exactly she's my like senior sister in college is the literal (laughs) translation um so i remember when i was in college mary you were kind of like the person I went to for advice because we were both nursing students, right? Mm-hmm. I guess you should talk about like what you do right now so the audience has kind of an idea. Yeah. Um, so as Cindy mentioned, uh, we both went to nursing school. I graduated a couple years ahead and, and originally started my nursing career in a psych hospital where I was there working with patients who get treated for substance use disorders for almost three years. And then I recently started a new position with a homeless healthcare nonprofit. And that's what I've been doing since maybe about October now. Yeah. So back in college, I remember you were like the senior nursing student that I kind of like went to for advice. Like if a, if a class was really hard, I'd be like, Mary, what'd you do for this class? Like what books did you buy and all this stuff? And I remember I, like I went to you for study abroad advice too, cause you studied abroad as well. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if I could fit study abroad into my curriculum and you were the one that was kind of like, Cindy, you're fine. Just go. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that conversation. We were like sitting in one of the dorm kitchen lounges and you were just over there sitting in a chair, having like an existential crisis. Oh (laughs) yeah. What do I do? Oh yeah. It was like the middle of sophomore year. I remember it very clearly. Yeah. But because of like all the advice you gave me and all the things we talked about in college, I felt like it was, the most appropriate to have you as my guest for this week's topic, which is adulting 101. <laughs> because we both we're both graduated now and I feel like our lives are very different mm-hmm. now than they were in school. Totally. So you just mentioned how um you started a new job and mm-hmm. but previously you were working in a psych hospital. How did you end up there like was that was it your goal to graduate and work in the mental health field yeah um, that's a great question the short answer is no I did not foresee myself wanting to work in psych at all actually when I started nursing school I originally went to college to become a nurse because I wanted to do like um humanitarian aid work abroad and so I thought that like medical nursing would be the best background to have if I wanted to do some kind of like healthcare nonprofit or non-governmental organizational work Um, and so I kind of started nursing school um, and very quickly realizing that I didn't actually know what nursing entailed and so while I was able to get through all of my medical nursing classes fine it wasn't my favorite Um, I don't actually like working 
in inpatient units for very long hours because it's just not my vibe. But when I did my psych rotation and I actually had like a very big identity crisis in the middle of college where I was actually questioning if I still wanted to continue with nursing, um, I ended up doing my psych rotation my senior year and I ended up loving it. Like all the mm. things I said about like hating being in the hospital when I was like on the psych unit inpatient, I was like, this is amazing. I love um, working with this patient population. I love being able to sit there and um, talk and listen and really be a presence for patients. And mm -hmm. those are all things that you do get to do to a certain extent when you work as a nurse. But I just felt like when you're working um, in some of the other specialties, that just becomes something of an aside that it's like, well, if you get the chance to do it, that's super great. Um, but otherwise, you're so busy um, having your hands tied doing all this other medical task work, which I'm sure you're familiar with now that you're oh my gosh, yes. in of care. Yeah, you probably don't get to sit very often. But with psych, it's kind of like that's all you do um, is just yeah. be present with patients. And that's it's more than just like a sidebar. It's like your actual treatment with them. Yeah, I always thought it was really interesting because even though we were both nursing majors, we went down very different paths. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you end up at that psych hospital? Like, what, was it your goal to end up there after graduating? And what kind, like, what kind of unit did you work on specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll start with answering what kind of unit I worked on, and then we can kind of work backwards in terms of whether or not um, I want to end up there slash how I did end up there. So the unit that I worked on was specifically dual diagnosis, detox, mm -hmm. which for mm -hmm. those of you who are not familiar with the um, healthcare field, dual diagnosis basically refers to treating someone who has both a substance use disorder, like they may use illicit drugs or abuse alcohol, um, and some kind of underlying or coinciding mental health disorder like depression, anxiety, OCD. Um, so that was the context of the unit I worked on, and it was detox. So people came for short periods of time, like maybe five to seven days, just to detox off of whatever substance they were using, and then would go on to rehab afterwards or would go on to other programs afterwards or counseling when they go home. Mm -hmm. So we were really meant to be like a crash space for a lot of people who are really struggling with whatever yeah. substance use uh, they were wrestling with. What, how I ended up there is a really funny story. So when I graduated, I actually decided to intern with another nonprofit part-time um, working with college students. And so I kind of wanted to um, have my cake and eat it too, so to speak. I wanted to be able to do this nonprofit work and then also start my career as a nurse. So it was really important to me to be able to find a nursing position that fit with my hours with this nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So I knew I was looking for something part-time. Um, I wanted it to be close to where I could live because, you know, nursing shifts, hospital shifts start really early or they can end really late. So I didn't want to yeah. be doing huge, like hour to two hour long commutes. That's just not what you want at the beginning or end of your day when you're going into the hospital. And I was actually really open to a variety of options. When you're in nursing school, most people will tell you that your first job out of nursing school should be med surge. First get your medical nursing experience and then 
you can specialize afterwards in whatever it is you want to do, whether it's pediatrics, whether it's community. Um, yeah. And for those who don't know what med surge is, that's like the general term for like a mix of like medical and surgical patients mm -hmm. in like an acute care hospital. Yeah. It's like what most people picture, I think, when they watch like hospital dramas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I think I mentioned before, medical or like med surge was not really my slice of pie, but mm -hmm. I was trying to be really practical and say that if this is what I had to take as a job, then I'd be willing to take it for a couple of years just to get some experience under my belt and then go from there. Um, and so I was applying for whatever positions I could find open. But I also was interested in psych positions and specifically addiction because of my, some of my own like personal story. I feel like addiction is a field that has like a close place to my heart. So mm -hmm. I consulted with my advisor in college who actually is a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And she gave me some really great pointers about which hospital networks to kind of um, look at and explore. And yeah. I made a list of different places to apply to and basically started searching up all their job openings and applying for whatever openings I could find. Um, that's like what I did on my end. But truth be told, it took months before I got uh, my first nursing position, almost to a point where the work I was doing with the nonprofit was getting so busy that I had to like put aside looking for a nursing job for a month and then come back to it. And when I finally yeah. did come back to it in the fall of my first year of college, my mom being the stereotypically concerned Asian mother wondering why her daughter hasn't found a quote real <laughs> job yet after being yeah. out of college for four months had started sending me job postings that she found during her spare time at work over email. So, so that's interesting, right? Because um, you had two jobs post-grad essentially. You worked mm -hmm. for the nonprofit and then you were kind of hustling to find a nursing job, mm -hmm. which I find funny because there's a very big misconception that it's super easy to get a nursing job mm. for non-nurses. Like people just think because nurses are super in demand, mm -hmm. it's like you graduate and you get a job within seconds. But that's not true, especially in big cities, I feel like. We went to school in Boston. Mm -hmm. um, I now live in D.C. And I would argue that it's pretty competitive, especially if you're looking to specialize in a certain field. It gets very competitive to find like an ideal, not even ideal, I should say, like a desirable nursing position. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that because I think – there, while there is a nursing shortage and nurses are in high demand, um, the context matters. So where you live and work uh, shapes that demand. Boston is really competitive. Like nurses come a dime a dozen. There's like colleges cranking out healthcare professionals um, in every neighborhood in Boston. And so like there's a lot of competition for those jobs. I would also say getting a job versus getting a job that is a good fit are two different things. Um, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I definitely have had friends who have gotten jobs right out of college. And I think in their desperation to find employment or just just not be yeah, unemployed, um, and to really start their career just took the first job that they were offered and didn't really ask questions yeah. about it. And that's really tough. Because 
they ended up quitting after they finished their orientation. They might have been hired for like one, two, three months tops and then said that they couldn't take it anymore and had to leave, which for me, if that were the case, I would so much more preferred spending those one, two or three months looking for a job that I would actually want to stay in once I found it. So would you say it was very difficult for you to find a job? Um, Or like, I guess what I should say is like, what are your tips and tricks for finding a job post-grad? You should definitely be proactive. Um, I should say this all with a complete disclaimer that my mom is the one who found my first job for me and I just (laughs) applied. But I do think there's some truth, though, to being handed an opportunity and actually having the guts to follow up on it. So, Mm -hmm. like I said, we've go back three years to fall after I graduated college and my mom was getting kind of nervous about me not finding a job. I had, Mm -hmm. she kind of probed. She was like, what kind of work are you looking for? And I I told her the same things I told you. I was like, you know, medical nursing is okay. I really do have an interest in mental health and addiction though. And it needs to be part-time and close by. And so I kid you not, she was sending me openings from like glassdoor.com every day being like, what about this position? (laughs) What about this position? And I, yeah. I was starting to get a little annoyed until um, one day I opened up an email and she was like, look, this one's uh, on an addiction treatment unit and it's part time. Doesn't that fit with your hours? And I like was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll look at it. But when I actually looked at it, I um, it was kind of like jackpot because the job description was like 16 hours a week. Um, substance use treatment and then the big thing for me honestly was that they had a bullet point that specifically said no experience required or no prior experience (laughs) required and I remember even calling human resources and leaving them a message being like I just want to make sure I'm reading this correctly the job description (laughs) says no prior experience required that means like no prior nursing experience required right like I'm a new grad I can get this position (laughs) and um in the time that took HR to call me back, I'd already applied for it. Um, and they called me back and were like, yep, if that's what it says in the position, you should apply for it. No experience necessary, new grads welcome. And so that's what I did. And I, in that case, I heard back with an interview within a week um, and then actually had the interview the week after and then um, had decision maybe like one to two weeks after that. So like I got hired maybe in the course of like three weeks total. But something that I do think is a good tip though is that um, it never hurts to follow up. Like keep your options open and follow up. I had a career coach, counselor person mm-hmm. um, tell me that when you start looking for jobs, like again, make a list of postings and then just make notes to yourself about like what steps to connect that you took already. So did you apply for the position? Great. Did you reach out to their hiring office um, and leave a message? Great. Did you have your first round interview or phone call? Good. Um, Send them a thank you note afterwards. Call them or leave a message or an email like a week or two afterwards um, to let them know that you were really grateful for the interview. And at least for me, I try to note one or two things that stuck out to me from our conversation just so they know that I remember what the job was actually about. Um, Yeah. Um, th- that's all really good advice because I also our school had like career coaching always available mm-hmm. so I remember my senior year when I was applying I also went to see a career coach just to see 
how I could like organize my resume so that it really stood out because you'll be surprised like the nitty gritty of your resume really does matter Yeah. I feel like and the other thing I wanted to say was I don't know if I've ever shared this with you but we kind of went down very different job application job hunting processes from like what I hear from what you're telling me you kind of waited until you saw an opportunity that you liked and you kind of knew you would want before applying. Whereas for me, I had a job lined up before graduation, but it wasn't that ideal for me, if I'm honest.
my first two years of college when I was outside of college, um, when I was inter- interning with that nonprofit and then working as a nurse. A lot mm-hmm. of people would like look at me or at least my parents would look at me and kind of be like, this is really great. But like, where are you going with these experiences? You have to pick one to focus on. Um, you're being set back. You're you're not getting ahead. You're not um, doing enough, basically, because I was doing two different jobs. But um, I just wanted to intern with that nonprofit just to be able to say that I did it and say for sure that I knew from experience whether or not it was something I wanted to do long term. And it ended up not being something I wanted to do long term, but I don't regret it at all because, um, one, since I chose to do it part time, it's not like I wasn't gaining experience as a nurse, too, at the psych hospital. But mm-hmm. two, it gave me some really important relational and soft skills that I think helped me land my current position in ways that I never expected. When you work for a nonprofit, you tend to do a lot of work. Um, in engagement and outreach. And now that I work in community health with the homeless population, a huge part of my job as a community health nurse is engagement and outreach. Just like reaching out to people, talking to them over the phone, getting to know them, build relationships before you can even get to touch on any of the medical stuff that you want to touch on as a healthcare professional, you have to establish trust. And those are skills that I really got to build through working in nonprofit and development um, that nursing would not have given me, at least not off the get-go. I probably would have had to go elsewhere to find those skills. Yeah. So throughout this conversation, you kind of touched upon like your parents' input in your career decisions mm-hmm. and choices, right? Yeah. And I feel like I can't speak for like other ethnicities, but I feel like especially in like the Asian household, parents' inputs and like balancing expectation versus like your own goals is something a lot of us post-grad Asians deal with. So how did you deal with that? Oh, it was such a point of tension with my parents. I'm not going to lie. Um, when I first even suggested them the possibility that I might want to intern with this nonprofit instead of working full time as a nurse, they were not happy. Um, they they tried really hard to make the case for me that if I were to intern with this nonprofit, like I said, I would be putting off starting my nursing career. Um, that Mm -hmm. I was kind of like losing valuable time and skills um, and and a lot of things that I didn't agree with but the more that I talked with them and tried to understand my parents more um, because especially if my parents are immigrants like when you have parents who grow up in a different country a different culture a different time you start to realize that a lot of the values they have are really shaped by um, their experiences and they're just trying to do what's best for you Um, for them, like what they saw was the best thing for me was to just have a stable job and career and to not mess with that. Like, why would you take risks on things that you're not sure about when you have a stable option that's available to you? That's just not the post-war world that they grew up in. Um, That's the kind of stability and options that they craved having. Um, But for me, I didn't see having these two jobs as somehow detracting from my professional goals or growth Um, like I said I actually think they added to it because now I have skills that other people might not have but I think it it did take some time for my parents to see that I mean even to this day I'm not really sure how they feel about my brief stint as like a non-profiter 
but the ironic thing is I now work for another nonprofit just in the capacity of a nurse. Um, and even yeah. that was a little bit new for them because they were hoping I would go back to school and get an advanced degree and start working as an advanced practice nurse. Um, but I tried to angle it for them in the perspective of that my current position probably gives me more room to grow. Like when I was working yeah. inpatient as a nurse, you kind of reach a point where you feel like your skills plateau or you kind of hit the ceiling of what you can learn. It, some settings yeah. maybe takes a little bit longer than others to hit that ceiling. But for me, I was feeling like I was starting to reach a point where I knew everything that at least I needed to know about what my job entailed. And I was curious about more opportunities outside of it. Um, I wanted to do more than just detox. And so my current position now I work as a nurse case manager um, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie it's pretty sweet uh, being called a case manager or a care manager as opposed to just like a staff nurse um, yeah I also make this joke that I feel like a lot of new grad nurses kind of aspire to work a regular quote-unquote regular schedule um, and I now work like a nine-to-five Monday through Friday schedule which was <laughs> a, a big move for me honestly because something I really desired more of after I graduated was work-life balance. That was a priority yeah. that I thought was more important than me just trying to go for whatever was like the gold standard in like my field for a career. It's interesting you mentioned that too, because I actually had a discussion with one of my friends just last night about how like the nursing and healthcare career path kind of lays out. So in a lot of careers, Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you go into it, you gain experience, and then you kind of level up the more experience and skills you get, right? But with nursing, it's like you go into the job, you gain experiences, you can get like extra certifications like your critical care certification or your pediatric nurse certification. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, unless you really go back to school for an advanced degree, you're still a staff nurse. Like the growth is kind of lateral, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I can get all these certifications, but now I'm just, I'm still a staff nurse just with all these extra certifications. Yeah. Like my job doesn't really change. Right. You don't really, I feel like for nursing, you don't really go back to school unless you want to change your role. Exactly. So another thing between the two of us is that Neither one of us are at our first jobs anymore, mm -hmm. right? So how did you know it was time to leave? Whew. How did I know? Um, how does any one of us really know about the future? Um, <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you that there were maybe a few signs. Um, but honestly, I think a lot of that stuff just comes with being someone who's proactive in your discernment. So when I graduated, like I told you, I started this nonprofit job right out of college. And then I also was looking for part-time nursing jobs. And mm -hmm. for me, it was really important to know what my goal was for that chapter of life or that season of life. Why am I working these two jobs? Was it that I'm hoping to get out of it? Um, and that really dictated my search process because for me, the purpose of me doing those two jobs was to figure out which one I want to do full time and maybe long term. Could I see myself yeah. doing this for more than just a few years? Is this like an actual calling or is it just a face? All of these are questions that I asked myself. And I also did it in the context of community. 
I honestly think is so important to surround yourself with people who are your age, as well as people who are older than you and have more years of experience to be able to ask you the really hard questions and um, like give you direction or give you feedback even about like what you're doing. And does this seem like a good fit for you? Is it actually meeting your priorities in life? Um, when it came to the end of my first year interning with that nonprofit, I'm not gonna lie, my first year out of college felt like such a crapshoot. I just felt like there were so many confounding factors because the adjustment to being out of college was so different that I couldn't tell if I had an accurate picture of what either of my jobs was supposed to look like because I was I was still so mm -hmm. consumed with adjusting to figuring out where to find friends or where to invest in relationships or how I spend my time or my money or the fact that like, um, yeah, I live in a different place now. I'm not in college anymore. Like all of these really basic needs were consuming my energy that I actually didn't have much time to think about my job. My job was just kind of like, well, the only thing that I can yeah. keep afloat right now is that everything else is different. Um, so I, that's what led yeah. me to decide to intern for a second year. Cause I was like, I kind of want to know what this job is like without all of that adjustment shock. Yeah. Um, and it was about halfway through my second year that I was starting to feel like this position I was working in was really good for me. It was a really great community and a really great place to work, but it wasn't something I could see myself doing long-term. And I, I, I think there were kind of like two factors at play. I think there was like an internal wrestling I had where I was asking myself, you know, if I leave this position, um, am I prepared to kind of face not knowing what comes next? Because I think there's some hesitancy we have with like trying something new. It's almost better to stick with what feels familiar and just keep going in it than to yeah. take risks. But I learned in that season of life that it's okay to give yourself um, margin for error in life. Like it's okay to try new things. And if it doesn't work out to say like, that's fine. We can just reroute from there but the experience is not in vain if you learn from it. Um, and that really freed yeah. me up to be a little bit more flexible about what I wanted to do. And then the second part was like, I honestly talked to people and got input. And this is like true of how I even found, how I even decided whether or not to continue with nursing in college. I just went around and asked people like, what do you even like about this job? Like, what do you do? And we had someone in our HR department who was willing to sit down with me and just like pointly asked me, you know, you're working with a bunch of people who are older than you and have been in positions in this organization longer than you. Like, honestly, when you see what they do, like, do you see yourself doing that? Is there something that excites you about that? Mm. Do you still feel like there's more in store for you here? Because if there yeah. isn't, that's okay. That's just your answer then. Um, yeah. And when I thought about it critically, I was like, I really respect the people who are doing this work in this organization, but I don't see myself wanting to do what they do long term like if I don't see myself 10 years down the line 20 years down the line raising kids and still holding this job and so yeah um, for me that was kind of this idea that like well maybe I should kind of call it quits after the second year and um, work full-time as a nurse at my psych hospital position um, and that was really great because that was um, what I had hoped for anyways that after my second year, I'd have some clarity about where I'd want to work full time. And then I just decided to spend that third year out of college really investing in my full time job because that was my first time working just one job at a time. And let me tell you, it was really refreshing. 
Um, yeah. So you ended up leaving your nonprofit mm -hmm. and working full time at your hot stack. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, what, I, I think, think about next steps. But it was all part of a timeline yeah. is what I'm saying is I was trying to think about like, what is it that I'm trying to get out of this current situation? Have I kind of met that? What you're saying really resonates with me as well, because I was actually really sad to leave my first position because I feel like when you're a fresh new grad nurse, your first position always has a special place in your heart, no matter how much of a crapshoot it was, mm -hmm. you know, because that first year really shapes your perspective on your career. Like I felt like my first year, I had some amazing preceptors that like basic nursing skills aside really taught me how to be a compassionate nurse and how to genuinely care for my patients and the people I looked mm -hmm. after. And I thank them like all the time when I have a really difficult patient because it's like they told me, they taught me like how to be patient, how to communicate and all those valuable skills that you really can't replace with anything in my opinion, right? Because like, like putting in an, an IV or drawing blood, those are skills you can learn with mm -hmm. time, but it's those core values that nurses have that are irreplaceable. So that's why I always think like post-grad relationships, like you mentioned earlier, are so invaluable, like who you surround yourself with. Right. But Ironically, that's also something I've struggled with now that I've moved to a new city because it's so easy to make friends in college, right? You're all in the same environment. You're all studying. You all usually share some similar goal. But now that I have graduated, I find it harder to sometimes make genuine connections and surround myself with people who have similar mindsets. Yeah. Is that something you struggled with too after graduating? No, I think it's a really valid question because relationships are so important. I definitely think are something that when people are thinking about new grad life, um, at least for me, I was always taught to like just think in terms of things oriented to my career. No one was really ever talking to me about like, how are you going to find friends, community, date, like find all the important yeah. who are going to be your people, basically. Yeah. Um, and so I really had to think hard about that. I think I was fortunate enough to be in a pretty unique situation where um, I stayed in the same city I went to school with. And so did a lot of people I went to school with. And mm -hmm. so some of my closest friends still live in the same city. And we like still see each other from time to time. Not as often. I mean, it's really hard to go from seeing someone every day in like a dining hall to maybe once a month over coffee if you can schedule things yeah. to align, especially as a nurse, um, making sure all your, you know, off weekends line up. But I think that was something that worked in my favor. Um, another thing that honestly worked in my favor was that the nonprofit I interned with was the same nonprofit I volunteered with as a student in college. And so a lot of the people I ended up working yeah. with are people that um, I worked with as a student as well. And so I do feel like those two factors, like where I chose to work and in terms of actual city location geographically and then where I chose to work, like in terms of workplace really set me up to be surrounded by lots of people who I already felt like knew me. But that yeah. doesn't mean though that you, that I didn't need new friends. I think I, um, 
I had friends from college. I had friends tied to work, but I didn't really know where to find people who were just like in a similar phase of life with me and just navigating being a new grad. And so um, for me, I tried to go to spaces where I would find people with similar interests outside of work. Um, one of them would be my church group had a um, meeting on Wednesday nights for people who are in like their early 20s. And so it was kind of refreshing to have somewhere to go um, during the week where I could just meet other people who are also like, oh, I also just graduated and am looking for friends. Um, and in my case, they shared a lot of the same values that I had. And so that was important. But I also tried to make an effort to invest in the the things that continue to like draw my interest. Like I, I took dance classes and so that helped me get connected to the Boston dance com community a little bit more deeply. And that's cool. Cause I, you know, when you see those people on social media, it's like, Oh, I know you, we've like had a nice conversation once at this person's place or, yeah. like, at this class or rehearsal. And so that is valuable. So I, I think honestly, when it comes to making friends, people just um, assume in college, it's you're given lots of opportunities to meet people. But when you graduate, I think you just have to be really intentional about looking for those opportunities and spaces to meet like-minded people. And um, it takes a little bit of effort, but the payoff is huge because we need community. Like we need friendships. We need to live in places where we feel like there's at least someone who knows who I am and what I'm about. Um, and if we don't have that, I think it gets really hard to sustain a lot of the stresses of life especially if you work in healthcare oh my goodness like oh yeah especially yeah. now <laughs> uh, and I would say honestly find people who can relate to different facets of your life like I have yeah. friends who are part of my faith community but they're not necessarily in the same field as me and so I still keep in touch with yeah. my classmates from nursing school and we kvetch all the time about nursing stuff stuff that would totally make people yeah. who overhear our phone conversations maybe get a little nauseous but for us it's normal <laughs> and it's good to have spaces where you can just be for that to be normal for you um like people yeah. who can just relate I yeah I think for me you mentioned being really intentional when it comes to making friends post-grad and that was a lesson I learned very slowly so when I graduated Simmons College, um, I was in the same boat. I stayed in Boston. All my friends were there. I didn't have to worry about making new friends, right? I'd moved out, so I had new roommates. And in my head, I was kind of like, these are the new people I've met for this year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, done. <laughs> I don't need to meet anyone new anymore. So when I moved to a new city, it was a really big shock because I was like, well, I definitely need friends. I just don't really know how to go out and make them because I've been friends with the same people for the past five, six years. I haven't had to make new friends in so long. So what I ended up finding myself doing was just really forcing myself to step out of my comfort zone. Like I ended up downloading Bumble mm. BFF, which is like Bumble, but mm -hmm. for friends. And I ended up meeting these two really cool girls off of it. Um, one of them was like the very first person I, I quote unquote matched with and we ended up hitting it off. So that was one of the ways I met my friends. But of course, whenever you use like apps like that, whether it's for dating or making friends, 
I feel like you always go on some awkward dates too. <laughs> yeah. So, so I ended up just like, after I made some friends, I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. So then I was like, okay, how am I going to make friends now that I'm not using this app anymore? And I ended up making friends through mm-hmm. work. Like, like you said, like my friends from work right now, they don't, they're not really the same age as me. They don't really know what I was like in college or high school, but we connect well because we work in the same intensive care unit and we can relate in that aspect to each other. So for me, a lot of it was just about stepping outside of your comfort zone and like trying to try new things. I also have to admit, I am someone with a lot of social anxiety, especially when I'm meeting new people. Like, I get very nervous and anxious. I guess you could kind of call me a loner because I I do really enjoy my alone time. So the idea of meeting new people, like, really frightens me at times. So honestly, everything I did was, like, stepping outside my comfort zone this past year. Awesome, though. I'm so proud of you. Good for you. (laughs) Thank you. That's so huge. I can't even... I mean, I'm sure I'd get there, but, like, I totally think it's a naturally intimidating thing to be in a new place and, like, have to find new people. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard. Like, I don't think, I don't know if this is just me or if people resonate with this, but I literally, like, before starting a conversation, I run through, like, a million things in my head just to see, like, how I should start a conversation. But when I'm done with the conversation, I'm, I'm always like, I literally could have just said anything and I'm sure the conversation would have gone either way. So making friends is hard, period. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my stance. I think, though, it's comforting to remember, though, that especially when you're a new grad and social connections are so fragile and people are so yearning to find them that in some ways I think it was almost easier at least for me to be in a space with other new grads and just say like, Hey, I just want to connect because you kind of know that other people are looking for it too. Um, Yeah. And most people I would say like, don't always recognize it. I think I've had a good number of friends who think that they're lonely. And so what they should be doing is dating when really what they need is like a good friend. You know, that was actually something I was talking to my really good friend Hannah Mm -hmm. about. Um, So when I first moved, I made it a priority. I was like, I need good friends before I need a Mm -hmm. boyfriend. Because I feel like half of the fun of dating sometimes is being able to like come back and text your friend and be like, oh my God, guess what happened on this date? So I was like, I need good friends who I can share these stories with and who can be there for me if I get my heart broken, right? How much would how much would it suck to enter into a relationship right when you move into a new city to get your heart broken and then like be alone? Yeah, no, exactly. And you you put all your stock in this like one connection you have with this person, but it's not there's no like guarantees. I feel like with at least friendships, it's kind of a zero sum game. Like you can make as many friends as you want. Yeah. And you can kind of there's no rush basically in how deep you get to yeah. know one another. You can kind of pace yourself, but um relationships are a little bit trickier because i think they make they can make you feel like really wanted and connected 
but they're not guaranteed necessarily. And so it's really important to take care of your social health. And that's so great of you to think like, I need to be balanced. I need to have friends and be dating. Or if I want to be dating, I definitely need to have friends. Yeah, for sure. I think that was one of the best pieces of advice I made myself follow after moving. Um, But talking about dating post-grad, do you feel like you're... I don't know if you've been on like a lot of dates, but do you feel like your definition of dating has changed now that you're someone with a job, you're out of college, all this stuff? Yeah, I definitely think, um, so I'm pretty old school um, when it comes to dating. When I like meet someone, if I'm going to date them, the hope is eventually that we would be long-term, right? Like get married, sell down, maybe Mm -hmm. have kids, have a house. Um, and so that was that's always been my stance just because of who I am as a person and my values since I was in college. So I would not mm-hmm. say that I did a ton of casual dating. I like maybe had like one or two nice coffee yeah. dates with someone and was like, hmm, maybe. I mean, we also went to a women's <laughs> college, so I'm not going to pretend that there was like an abundance of yeah. options there. But <laughs> I'm just being 100% transparent. But that's okay because I don't think it was what I was necessarily looking for at the time. I think definitely when mm-hmm. I graduated, um, I was surprised, or I guess just even in the last year or two, um, I don't think that my definition of dating has changed so much as maybe other people's definitions or goals in dating have shifted or evolved to be more similar to what I'm looking for. And so in that sense, mm-hmm. it's kind of made me a little bit more um, open to trying dating again. Um, because right now, I think, I know you just like finished your first year out of college, but now that I'm like a couple years out of college, two, three, like I have more and more friends who are getting engaged or entering long-term relationships um, with this mm-hmm. mindset that like when people do choose to date exclusively, they're really doing it as like an investment. It's not just like a fling. It's not just like something that's mm-hmm. tied to us being together in college for all four years. It's like, I'm legitimately trying to find someone who can be a partner to me who maybe shares similar values or aspirations in life um, who Mm -hmm. can spend time with me and be a companion um, and who is yeah a worthwhile investment um, because I think that's what we're really trying to do is like anchor down some kind of like stability right Um, and so in that sense I think dating does change when you become a post-grad like working adult like um, and everyone's goals still shift a little bit but I think right now I've found that more often now I'm encountering more people now who maybe have a similar desire to find someone um, who's exclusive and long-term it's interesting that you say that because just this year I kind of noticed my perspective on dating shifting a little because back in college I was a lot more open to like more casual dating. Um, I wasn't like in college, I wasn't specifically looking for a relationship. I was just looking to kind of meet people and see who I clicked with. Um, But just this year, now that I've moved. So my move to this new city, a lot of it was career driven, Mm -hmm. right? I wanted to work in the ICU. I have goals of going back to school. But now that I'm doing all these things and I'm so far away from, like, the people I love and, like, the friends that I'm so familiar with, I'm starting to notice just how valuable time is. Like, I don't – 
I barely, I barely have time to like balance work, my passions, my friends, making new friends, recording a podcast, like securing connections, recording a podcast and securing connections here that dating has kind of become a lower priority to me now. In, in a sense, like, I don't want to say it's not important because obviously at some point in my life, I'd like to find somebody, but I'm starting to notice myself kind of seeing dating as more of an investment mm-hmm. too. So like, I'm less open to just going on dates with like anyone I find attractive, but like, it genuinely has to be someone I find like interesting. Someone I, I like can have a conversation, like my criteria. Has right. Increased. It's a little bit of a higher bar. Cause if you're going to go out of your way to yeah. carve out time. Um, to spend with this person you want to know that it's kind of worth it yeah so I agree I'm I'm starting to see dating as more of an investment than anything else but yeah um so I guess our final topic for this interview can just be like general tips you have for people who are graduating especially now because they're going into like a pandemic right (laughs) yeah i I'm not envious at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, it could literally be about anything, like whether it's dating, making friends, finding a job, like any advice that you got that you found to be really, really helpful. Yeah. It's funny you asked me that because I was just thinking like, man, you should have really should have recorded me or recorded this podcast like a year after I graduated college because boy did I have some feelings I was like nobody told me (laughs) it would be any of this like nobody told me there would be anything (laughs) like any of this um so I'm sure I had like fresher ideas then um or maybe rants then than I do now um now I feel like it's kind of bizarre if maybe my first year after college just feels like so far away because I feel like so much has changed and I've definitely grown as a person and my perspective has broadened definitely to being a little bit um, more big picture and less frazzled by like the smaller details. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say with anything in life, kind of what I was talking about, um, about having goals for, each of the seasons I was in or the things I was trying to do. um, It's always good to like start with the end in mind. I mean, this is like what uh, people in executive positions of leadership operate out of all the time. Like, what is it that you're trying to do here and how can you work backwards to Mm -hmm. kind of set yourself off up? Because the path to where Mm -hmm. you want to go is not always going to be clear. Like I, I actually always wanted to work in homeless healthcare, but it wasn't like a straight driven path. I had to work with the context of what was going around going on around me too. I was working a different job. I decided to work in addiction also because it obviously has a really important public health implication. Like we are in the midst of a huge substance use disorder epidemic, especially now with the pandemic, overdoses are rising. And so I, it was really cool for me to think like, oh, here's a field that can actually get my foot in the door in some like really important issues. And that ended up being something that stood out on my resume when I applied for my current position because there's a huge need for informed behavioral health perspectives in homeless healthcare. So that was like yeah. one example where I knew that I wanted to work with this kind of population, but the opportunity wasn't before me immediately. They still required nurses with two to three years of experience. So instead I took a job, which still kind yeah. of aligned with like the principles of what I wanted, 
even if it didn't look like the job description that I wanted. Um, so I, I definitely would say like, ask yourself like what's important to you and start with the end in mind and go from there. Um, keep your options open. Um, Cause I, I did look at like other potential things that I could do, maybe working on a different unit at my old hospital or maybe doing some volunteer work to get my foot in the door um, with um, working with the homeless community. Um, but I also think that honestly can apply to just more than career too. Um, I think we have to be really intentional about how we spend our time um, with other parts of our life. For me, relationships are a really big deal. Like friendships are a huge deal to me. And I, when I ask myself what kind of person I want to be remembered for, I never want to be thought of as someone who didn't come through when people needed them um, or who wasn't present in their mm. lives. Like when, if I'm lying in my grave at my funeral and someone is giving eulogy about me, like what are the things that I want them to remember about me? That's something that crosses my mind um, pretty often, which is kind of morbid, yeah. but I think that's honestly how more people could stand to live is asking yourself, like, what do you really want to be remembered for? Is the thing that you're pouring all of your yeah. energy into and investing in really the most important thing um, that you ever want to look back mm -hmm. on your life and see? Um, it, it helps put things in perspective. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think my best piece of advice or something that really helped me after I graduated, like you said, was to surround yourself with people who have a similar mindset and are there to support totally. you because at the end of the day, those are the people that are going to make a huge contribution to your success and your goals in life. So be selective with who you mm -hmm. have connections with. Like, I think that's really important. And I think another thing that really helped me was to just be open-minded with opportunities. Like I always made like a pros and cons list of everything that mm -hmm. was presented to me before I made a decision. Cause with, even though some opportunities may seem bad, when you sit down and really think about it, it yeah. has its goods too. I would say that's the case for most of the things I experienced. And then lastly, I would say post-grad life gets really busy. Like I was really busy in college, but I am also totally. really busy and tired oh post-grad. College is like what, 12, oh 16 God. hours so, of class that you actually have to be there maybe. And then you like find time elsewhere to do your yeah. homework. Like no one ever told me that it would just eat up so much of your time to be working like eight hours a day, five days a week. And you, you have to yeah. be there. And then you're so tired afterwards. But like you said, have a goal in your mind and have your priorities straight because time is so invaluable. Like, that's the mm -hmm. one thing we can't get back is time. So do the things you enjoy, hang out with the people you love and eat a lot of good oh food. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> feed yourself, especially if you're a nurse, feed yourself. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, Fe like don't, don't skip lunch. Just eat whatever lunch breaks you want. Are necessary. Yeah, take your PTO. Yeah. Take your lunch breaks at the end of the day. Like you need to prioritize. Leave on time. Have too. a boundary. Don't think about work <laughs> when you leave. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, I a hundred percent agree. But yeah, 
Well, I hope this episode was helpful for some of you who may be graduating soon or are navigating your first year out of college. And of course, thank you, Mary, for being on All Too Familiar. This conversation was really great, and I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right. Bye, guys. See you soon.